This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchMag.com, and I'm joined once again with our uh, resident superstar etiquette expert, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. I like that title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me. uh, You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Um, Today, uh, we we are in the longest war in American history in Afghanistan, Um, and so it's inevitable that we are going to come across military families. Um, and sometimes the best tact is not always exercised. And uh, so we're going to talk about um, using tact when making remarks to a military spouse. Um, and then towards the end, we're also going to bring up, if you are that military spouse, uh, how to handle certain situations. Um, when people don't say things that are really taking your feelings uh, into consideration. Um, so I, I guess we should kick off things with uh, things that we, we shouldn't <laughs> say around uh, a military uh, spouse. Um, and, and, you know, Steve, people are well-intentioned, you know, first and foremost. I think that most people truly have the best of intentions, but what they're thinking in their head and what comes out of their mouth are often two different things. And I, you know, this, this article has been written based on the emails that I've received and the feedback I've gotten from military spouses, and what I hear over and over again is they say to me, what do I do when people say, oh, no, or I'm so sorry? Now, that person is, is trying to show concern, mm-hmm. but it also makes the military spouse feel, feel, feel worse than they're already feeling, being away from their loved ones. So, you know, number one is the military spouse just know that, I, you know, hopefully their intention is sincere, and I'm sure it is. But you could try to say something like, you know, rather than saying, if you're the person showing your concern, rather than saying, oh, no, or, oh, I'm so sorry he's gone or she is gone, say, you know, I heard that that David was just uh, deployed. You know, I, I want you to know that I'm here for you. I can help you get the kids back and forth to school or soccer practice. Just please use me. Please let me know how I can help during this period of time. Okay. So really it's... it's in- it's injecting some sort of constructive behavior. So rather than, oh, no, I'm so sorry, which really doesn't do anything, doesn't do right. any, either person but any make good. Make them feel bad. Yeah, other than making them feel bad, at least your right. suggestion of, you know, let me know if I can take so-and-so to soccer practice or if you need time or whatever, at least you're providing some sort of help 
for their situation, That's improving right. it in some manner. That's right. And, you know, when we see our, our military, I, I love it. When I travel a great deal, and I see a lot of military and family traveling, and I love it when people stop and say, thank you so much for what you're doing for our country. And, you know, we could say the same to military spouses. They are holding down the fort at home, and there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, thank you. Thank you and your family for, for serving this country. So, uh, or, and, and again, you know, always follow up with, I'm going to be checking on you while, you're, while your husband or while your wife is gone. I want you to, to use me for what you need, and here is my phone number. But, and I, I say, you know, to please call me if I can help you, you know, offer them, please call me if I can help you. But that you is the person offering the help, follow up. Okay. Don't just say, please call me. Then you have a responsibility, I believe, to follow up with them. Because how many people want to call and say, uh, did you really <clears throat> mean you could help me? You know, <laughs> yeah. so, so do follow up. Yeah, don't forget, just after the first or second week, you know, they're gone for, for some time, you know, many months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and when you say, when you when you say something like that, uh, you don't want to put the the onus on them, uh, that right. extra responsibility on them. Like, great, now I got to worry about calling them back. So that's right, that's right. <laughs> and they won't, and they won't. People aren't going to sure. going to more often than not, they're not going to reach out. And a couple of more things that I have um, that has been brought to my attention that people say is. I don't know how you do it. I just don't know how you do it. Now, they're meaning that as a compliment. But, a, it, but again, you know, rather than, sh- rather than showing you, you are going through this and I am not, because that's basically what you're saying. I don't know how you, you know, it's better to, to just offer help, be there for them during this time. You know, I'd be a nervous wreck if my husband or wife, or, you know, or <laughs> wife was in the military something else they say mm-hmm. and it's a harmless it's it's meant to be harmless but it's really insensitive so we have to think about what we say before we say it okay and one of the other things that you mentioned uh and i think this is really important as well is to hold off on political rants when you're talking to oh, somebody that's right regardless of where you sit on what side of the fence this isn't the time to interject your views to a family that is, you know, putting their their spouse is putting their life on the line for you. You know, mm-hmm. you may or you may not agree with it, but that's keep that to yourself. That's just being respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when we're talking about when you said you can make um, check in on uh, the military spouse, uh, you also provide a few other tips of things that you can do to support the military spouse. Um, one of the things you mentioned is to uh, to do something for them. Uh, do you do you have some ideas of things that you could do that would be supportive? Well, if knowing that they have, they might have multiple children, and there's there's only one mom or one dad taking care of them. And you know, like I said, help take them to the soccer games, help take them to school and back, make them meals, invite <clears throat> them over. You know, include them as part of your family. You know, we, we, it's easier during the week, I think, to remember people. During the weekend, we all get very, very busy with our own lives, but that's, that's a lonely time also. And holidays, they're, you know, remember that they may be by themselves if they don't have family close by. Mm-hmm. So just keep them in your thoughts and, you know, mark it on the calendar, you know, on, on every 
second Tuesday, I'm going to make enough to take to my neighbor, you know, who is a military spouse, you know, uh-huh. for dinner. Or, uh, you know, call and ask if there's anything they need at the grocery store. Now, we're not saying that they're incapable of doing these things on their own. Sure. What we're saying is that we are showing our support and acknowledging that they may be struggling right now because they are multitasking, just like single moms do every day, by mm-hmm. the way. You know, <laughs> so yeah. that's something that it's, we're talking about military spouses, but I know that a few people might be listening and say, well, what's the difference between that and a single mom? Because that's feedback that I receive. And, you know, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic and a whole other segment because it's hard to. You know, well, but we're just specifically talking about military right now. Well, I, I, I think that's a great point, and I think um, they're, they're, the difference in terms of the day-to-day responsibility is probably just about the same. Uh, but the difference, I think, with the military spouse is they don't – like if you're a single parent, you uh, – I'm assuming know what happened – with your with your uh, the parent right. of your child, but in as a military spouse, you have that added burden of not knowing what the situation is with your spouse, and and as a single parent, you're no longer together with the parent, the 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 you know the other parent, right? Uh, but as as a military spouse, you are, and it's so it's somebody that you deeply care about, and you, you know you don't know what the situation is, so that adds a, a layer of concern. Um, it's uncertainty. There's it's uncertain a, yeah. times, and you wake up every morning, you know, saying your prayers and and knowing that uh, you know the day is going to be a long day. So yeah. exactly. Um, and one of the things that you also bring up, which I, I which I love, by the way, is um, if it's possible to contact the deployed spouse uh, via email or Facebook or whatever, you know electronic communication <laughs> that they're using uh, to see right. if there's some way that you can do a favor for their spouse. That's right, because there may be a special a special day, an anniversary, a birthday, and and the military, that the, the person that is not here may, they would be so grateful if you got their, their spouse or sent them flowers, you know, locally <laughs> or, or went and got them a present or, you know, anything. And what's wrong with, and another idea is to contact them and ask them what they need. You yeah. know, we in, and send them some things. So it's, mm-hmm. it's about the military spouse. And it's also about befriending the family. Yeah, and you can do it on their behalf. So you can Absolutely. send the flowers on the, on the behalf. So you can be kind of like their ambassador of their, That's of right. their relationship. So. That's right. Um, so uh, I want to I switch gears here really quick and um, talk about if you are the military spouse um, and, and you said that this topic that you really wrote about it because of all the comments and emails that you were getting from military spouses. Um, one of the first points is that you really can't control the remarks that people will make to you. Um, so how how are you supposed to handle some uh, some comments that haven't been really thought through with grace? Right. You know, you can't control what they say, but you can control your response. And the best way to do it is just to say thank, thank you for your concern. And if you don't want to continue the conversation, if they're, let's say they're off on a rant, you can. You don't even have to be that that polite. You can mm-hmm. say. I appreciate your I appreciate your opinion, but I'd like prefer to change the subject. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can be firm. You can be assertive. I'm not talking about aggressive. I'm talking about assertive. But if a well, if, if a well-intentioned person makes some of these comments like, oh, gosh, oh, no, or I'm glad it's not me. Yes, they have said, I'm glad it's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, insensitive. You can just say, you know, thank you for your concern. Um, we're, we're doing fine and just steer the conversation off in a different direction. You know, you can guide them into uh-huh. a different direction. Okay. And, you know, the neighbor who wants to give you a play-by-play of what yes. they just saw on TV and your aunt or your uncle who's calling and talking about all of the doom and the gloom, you just, you're very assertive. I'm very aware of the danger, and I, I am. I follow the updates closely. I'd prefer to focus on another conversation. Thank you. You know, just very, very to the point. Yeah. And I think it's important to speak. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was I was just going to add to that. I was just going to say, you know, it's it's nice that you have a neighbor that actually cares what's going on. But uh, like you said, you might not always uh, uh, want to hear the play by play of every insurgency that's taking place when when you know it could be your spouse that's that's on the line. That's right. That's right. And I think it's so important to to find a support group and seek some uh, seek support from people who are going through the same situation. And and, uh, and certainly, you know, being together and talking about it is healing and, and makes you feel feel closer, you know, as a as a unit when you have people who are going through what you are feeling on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis. You know, I I should mention this, um, and I will concede that it's not a very robust group, um, and it's not uh, extremely active, but saying that, we do have a military spouses group on our Married Life Network on Hitched, Um, so if you are uh, trying to find other people going through the same situation, there are military spouses on our network. Um, and if you, if you've never been to the married life network, uh, you can sign in with Facebook or your, your Gmail or Yahoo account. You don't have to create some special, uh, account for that. Uh, and it might be the, the place that you, you find the support that you've been looking for. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, that's great. That's great to know. Um, so on that point, I, I guess, um, to, to wrap things up, uh, be be respective, uh, be respecting of your neighbors, uh, of the military spouses that you come into contact with, and you know I, I I think about um, th- what we do as citizens today in terms of what the sacrifices are that we're asked to do, um, particularly in like a wartime, and it's hard to imagine. Uh, you know, world the the previous world wars where they were creating victory gardens and and the different things like that, and we we are really not asked to do anything. So um, I'm I'm glad that you brought this up because I I think people forget sometimes that you can have an active role in supporting uh, people in this situation. So. Um, that's right that's right and I think that it, it it just takes one person you know if each one of us did one thing or one thing a week even so we don't forget I think it would make a huge impact and a big difference yeah and you know and it, 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 it uh, and, and I don't want to say this to, to, to sound political or whatnot but you know it we do have a volunteer uh, military but that doesn't mean that the worry and the concern isn't 
uh, the same as if it will, it, it, you know, people weren't volunteering uh, to, to, to live a lifestyle like this. So the, right. the military spouse, uh, you know, still has that genuine concern for their loved one. And I think we sometimes uh, forget that, that it's just, That's you know, right. we have this 10 year plus war going on, you know, it's just regular day, but it's, but it's not for them. That's right. And we honor our military, but that includes their spouse and family because they are going through their own circumstances, you know, set of sacrifices as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can't forget them. Yeah. So um, I hope, and I don't know if this is going to go up before the 4th of July or not, um, but if it does, <laughs> uh, please be safe. Um, if it doesn't, um, you know, let this carry that momentum uh, to, to do good deeds down the road. So, uh, thank you so much, Diane. Um, My pleasure. uh, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals. And you can get more at her website, protocolschooloftexas.com. Uh, you can follow Diane on Twitter, uh, at Diane Gotsman. Um, D- Diane, I <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't mentioned this in the last couple podcasts, but you also have a book. Is it uh, Pearls of Wisdom or something like that? It's called Pearls of Polish. Pearls of Polish. It's uh, an etiquette guide for, for women, but there's a, some great chapters for men in there as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so check that out. Um, and and uh, so Pearls of Polish. And there's also um, on Hitched, there's on the on the homepage, there's a sub navigation called a, with that says bookstore. Click that, and you can find it in there, um, or you could just go to Amazon or whatnot and find it there. I'm just, I know. Um, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Hitched Media. We are both on Facebook. Uh, Diane's uh, fan page is Protocol School of Texas. Uh, ours is Hitched. And um, if you forget any of this, go to hitchmag.com. Diane has her own section there, her own page with her bio and past articles, and you can find her podcast. So uh, please be sure to check that out. If you um, haven't visited the 2011 Anniversary Gift Guide, uh, please do so. There are lots of really great ideas, at least I think, um, for your wedding anniversary. Uh, regardless of what year it is, whether it's year four or seven or 10 or 11, we have ideas for every single year. So uh, check that out. And um, I think that's all the plugs I can fit into this episode, Diane. So uh, one last time, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Steve. See you next time. All right. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.